coronavirus continues to march across the U.S. <laughs> Four bored people are trapped inside. <laughs> Tune in to see what happens tonight. <laughs> Is that guy over there coughing? Get him! Get him now! He's got the Rona! <laughs> the Rona! Throw a net on him! <laughs> Matthew will Back sneeze now, or cough, or do anything, and then he'll go, Rona! Really loudly in the house. It's I true. Got the you gotta Rona. let it know that you've got your eyes on it. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, I don't know if you introduced yourself or not. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Hey, so hey, who everybody. are you? I'm, I'm Devin. Devin Ellis. Nice to... Nice to Nothing. I can't see or hear anybody. But hi, Devin. And as we all call him, Ellis Island. That's it's the nickname that is hilarious, and we all <laughs> say it all the time. And he also loves it. It's not a good nickname, or even a he plays good it joke. off like he doesn't like it because he thinks it's like fun He's to so like modest. act cool it's just about it. The most obvious thing that also has the name Ellis in it. It's genius, it's and you love it. The easiest thing you could have thought. Of. You just don't want me to get a big head about it, but you love it so much. I can tell. I see the twinkle in your eye every time I say you it. You can tell us. Oh no, no. that's not bad. No, no, no. don't be it's jealous. It's very bad. Whoa! <laughs> you both are canceled. <laughs> uh, so who are who are you two? The the other two in another part of the uh, city. Hello, I am Matt, Fat Man. Gutman. That's his real name, but they were just calling him the Fat Man. Also, why don't you take my last Batman? name this time? I don't think anybody should take anybody's last is name. It Matt Gutman. Just it. Or is it no, Matt no, 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 Fatman? No. I'm I'm Matt Fat Man. Okay, well fat I'm gonna keep Gutman. my last name. So it's Fat Man, not even <laughs> Fatman. Yeah, it's it's like uh it's uh, Matt Fatman. I don't know. It's like Batman, but Fatman. Yeah. Yeah. Fatman. <laughs> back when Matthew was Bruce, heavier Bruce than Batman he used to be. Name. Speaking of nicknames, back when Matthew was heavier than he is now, he, um, mm-hmm. his friends all came up with a nickname for him that was Matt, Matt, Fat, Matt. Oh, Matt, Matt. They were very clever. <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt. Matt, 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 Matt Fat, Fat, Matt. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that <That's> is... <laughs> Weak at best. <laughs> yeah, that's not even well, clever about it. You know, it made up. So what it lacked in cleverness, it more than made up for in emotional uh, devastation. <laughs> so it served its purpose. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's fun to say. <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt. I think I, I don't <laughs> think it was actually Matt, Matt, <laughs> Fat, Matt. I think it was Fat, Fat, Matt, Fat. Oh, Fat, Fat, Matt, Fat. That's, <laughs> that's what it was. that is fat, better. Fat, I will Matt, say that because <laughs> it's just driving home the fact that he's. Right, because there is an abundance of fat in the name, just like (laughs) in the person. It's about (laughs) quantity, not quality. (laughs) Thanks for that one, Stephen. Yeah, that was Stephen. That was Stephen. Shout out to Stephen. I didn't even know. I just guessed. Such a good friend. Wow. Wow. All right, who else we got? What's this? What's this other voice here? Yeah. Um, I'm his wife who didn't take his lame last name. Mrs. Fat Fat Matt Fat. (laughs) So then, what's your last name? I'm Jackie oh, Wonderly. First name? Okay. Wonderly. <laughs> Wonderly. Are you sure it's not O'Shaughnessy? <gasps> How did you know? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I picked this movie. Yeah, you did. For this episode. <laughs> um, because why you do that? What's up? Why, why you done picked it? Why there? I done did it? No. Uh, I picked it because of uh, Peter Laurie because I was looking him up um, from Casablanca and I saw a clip from this mm. and I looked up a couple things about it and then I uh, decided to do it for the next uh, the next time I picked. And uh, that's what we watched. Maltese Falcon from 1941. I, um, I actually didn't know this was a noir when I first picked it. Hmm. I just knew Peter Lorre was in it. I didn't even know Humphrey Bogart was the main character. It was an interesting cast. It was better than the other, than the Casablanca, which was actually one of my picks, but yeah, this a lot was of Humphrey better? Bogart. I thought it was better. Yeah, probably. I think I had a, a better time watching it. I did too. It was more fun. I think I liked Casablanca more. I think Casablanca is a better movie yeah. Do you think? than this one. Yeah. I didn't think this was particularly great. But I think I liked this one more. I think I liked watching this one more. All right, guys, I let's go this... into ratings. <laughs> right away. 
Uh, do you, I feel like, does someone have a better grasp of the movie than I do? Because I feel like I had a hard time kind of following exactly what was happening. Like, I know the broad strokes of like, oh, they need to get a MacGuffin and then they get it and it's fake. Right. Spoiler alert again. Mm. If you didn't catch yeah, it, so that was a spoiler there's alert. There's a Maltese again. Falcon. Right. That, that they want that the thing. They want the thing that was stolen from what, like an Egyptian general or something. No, it was given to the king of Spain. No, well, it was going to be given to the king the of Spain Uh-oh. from uh, Malta, right? Yeah, from the Knights Templar. Right. And it never and made it there. Steal it, and it disappears. Right. right. And then I know this I, guy it, Gutman is looking for it. He spent seventeen years looking for it. Yep, and He's, he finally finds it. I think he's an Egyptian general or something. There's some. Um, they got it off a boat. There's some dignitary somewhere. Uh, it's not Egyptian because they they're coming from. I think his last name is Cairo. I think that's the Egyptian thing. No, they're coming from. Um, shit, what's the city they're coming from? Casablanca. No. <laughs> so I know this ship is the La Paloma that they find is this the like sequel on to Casablanca? fire. Uh, yeah, they're, I can't remember now where they're coming from. Um, is it in Turkey? I think it might be Turkey. Aren't they going to Turkey at the end? Yes, because at the end they find out that the general Uh, swapped the thing. If you, (laughs) if you don't remember the plot, why do you keep interrupting? I can't remember. (laughs) Okay. We watched this like the day we decided to pick this movie. Yeah. Um, I feel like a woman shows, a woman shows up. She's afraid that her partner, who she stole the Falcon with, is going to double cross her. So she makes up a story about having a. Yeah, this is is a tough one. It's a little convoluted. So like any point, like kind of noir film I've ever seen or any like a twist and a turn show or a movie that's kind of doing like a their version of noir. Yeah. There's like so much going on and so much like double crossing and making stuff up. And especially in this movie where, uh, there's a lot of just like sudden violence. And then all of a sudden people are just talking to each other normally again. I loved that. Yeah. And then they leave and the next day they're all hanging out again. And then they're doing like, (laughs) it's a lot of just like people in rooms all just kind of like chit chatting about different stuff. And they're talking so fast and there's so many different like moving parts mm-hmm. and people you don't even see uh, and things that happened years ago and things that happened like off screen that I was kind of having a hard time following it. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I feel like I know what the plot was, but if you ask me to like sit down and go through point by point, it's yeah. going to take 20 minutes to get through. Yeah. The long and the short of it is like there's a Maltese Falcon that was stolen by whatever her name was. And it's going to be arriving in town in a couple days. And there are multiple parties who are interested and willing to do what it takes to get it. Uh, I think that's like the short summary. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, there's a big part where, uh, Sam Spade played by Humphrey Bogart, who we just watched in Casablanca. He, uh, he has a partner who's kind of a creep, Right. <laughs> yeah. That opening scene, everything he said, he said in the worst possible way. <laughs> he was literally like laying on Sam's desk like, hey, baby, like I can help you out. I'll go out there tonight. You know. Meanwhile, his partner is like like Sam is boning his partner's wife. And right. like that's kind of glossed over in a way that makes Sam look cool. I, I don't know. It was super like a weird juxtaposition. I didn't understand why they did that. It yeah, didn't, it didn't yeah, really she have never a, really amounted to anything, did she? No, it didn't have a point. The last shot of her was like in the car, looking at him and what's her face, O'Shaughnessy or whatever. Ruth, right? So they yeah, never Ruth. really talked about it again, right? Like, I feel like a yeah. character or two might have like brought it up, or just, she could like fuck things up later for them. Yeah, yeah. I bet it was just a red really, herring to make it, you wonder if she was the one that killed. It's fucking dumb. Her that's husband. True. I bet you're right. I bet I that's why like it was in there. there. Yeah. But like, why make him, why, why set this whole thing up with the infidelity and then make him like, then have him make the right decision at the end? Is it like a, a redemption to kind of a move? Is like, what is it? Is it for character? Is it for plot? I mean, if it's a red herring, then it has nothing to do with Sam Spade as a character, right? Well, there was the whole threat of the police, which was exacerbated by the rumors of uh, Sam and Eva, Iva. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles's wife uh, having an affair, 
right? Because if they were having an affair, that puts more of a spotlight on Sam as possibly being the murderer of his partner, Miles. Mm. But then when they said goodbye, he was like super nice to her and he was like, I'll call you later. Just like. It wasn't nice to her. He said like, get out of here and stop calling me. Yeah, but he literally yeah. said that he was kind of like that to every woman. He'd yeah, be like, no. be a good girl, but fuck off. He was, <laughs> he was pretty sexist, if that's your issue. I just think he kind of spoke to all the women in pretty much the same way. Pretty yes, much. I think I, I agree with you. So it's I not feel like, like he, he talked to, to like the... dudes like that too. Like he would was it he slapped that guy that one time? He literally says, like, when I slap you, you'll take it and you'll like it. <laughs> God, that was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of was that type of person. Yeah. He's too it's like cool. This, I mean, man. it's 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 toxic masculinity before we came up with the term for that. And it's like in 2020, really hard to watch that unchecked aggression that comes from like uh, it. Matthew said this once about, a, about a person we went to high school with. And he said this when I think Matthew, you said this when you were 17, he's a fraud, but he's the worst kind of fraud because he really believes in himself. And that's how <laughs> I feel about Sam Spade. You think so? Yeah, you keep you keep criticizing characters in these movies we're watching because they're bad people. But like I, that has no to me, at least has no bearing on whether or not the film is good. I mean, like unlikable characters are, are a fixture of almost every kind of fiction. I don't know why you keep getting hung up on the fact that they're bad people. I mean, I only care if they're bad people, because if their acting is so bad that that's the only thing I can focus on, like. What does acting have to do with character? Because if it's if if for me acting like like kind of making sense of the acting and evaluating the acting is like the biggest payoff for me in watching a film. And when the acting like Humphrey Bogart's is so show or tell don't show, then like what's the point of me getting invested? You know what I mean? Like then I just kind of like, well, this is a stupid character. There's no reason why he's acting this way. It's just like the way that he is. And it's like default acting. Why? Why do I care? Well, so you're criticizing the acting. I think that's different than criticizing the character. But I think you get them mixed up and you just like say them at the same that's time. That's a little patronizing of you. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think that I am articulating a criticism and trying to be uh, uh, incisive. Mary Astor's a terrible character, but she actually committed with the acting. Or the character that Mary Astor played. Right. But that's my point is that you're saying like, I don't like the character, but then you say, I just didn't like his acting. But I think they're different things. They're different things, but in a way that they, I mean, they are and they aren't right. I don't know. No, I disagree with you. They are not the same thing. <laughs> that is, that is the argument. I'm I making. think the character as written versus and planned versus the character as interpreted by the actor are different things. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, like I don't like I wouldn't want to know any of these people, really, like in real life, like any of the characters. I think they're all doing bad things and they're all bad people doing weird shit uh, and they're all awful to each other. But like, I think the their acting was good. Like I liked Humphrey Bogart as that character. He's really fun to watch. Like he, he's really um, he kind of like stole the scene uh, every time. Yeah, I thought the acting was was good. I mean, it's all, you know, of the style, right? So it's all very dramatic and and whatnot. But uh, well, that's, I, what, that's why everyone wants to like parody it, because it's so yeah. fun to be like, all right, kid, but it was, wasn't here. But it was fun, <laughs> right? And it was fine. It wasn't it didn't feel bad. It was just stylized, I guess. Yeah, yeah and it was I mean, kind of a symptom of that model of film, that, that kind of filmmaking where like they didn't have a lot of yeah. time and it was it was like sort of formulaic because that was what sold tickets. Right. And I am sensitive to that. But I mean, I said this after we finished the movie. I don't know if I enjoyed it for the same reason that it was made, but I enjoyed mm -hmm. watching it. Right. <laughs> yeah, because like I think at the time it was just made for the mystery. Right. And that's why I don't think it's no one really has much of an arc. I don't think it has. It's like one of those like, like pulp serial kind of things where it's just like, you're there for the sensationalism. You're there mm -hmm. to find out what's going on with the Maltese Falcon. And then at the end, it's mm -hmm. adventure of the day. It's almost like a tragedy where like, Oh, it was a fake and the guys don't get the thing they've been hunting for. And up oh, this, you know, there was a murder and someone's going away for it. And it's, you're supposed to be like surprised that it's, it's been the woman who walked in the office in the beginning of the movie, you know, yeah. And that just kind of ends. 
I don't think you're really supposed to be rooting for any specific character. And I don't think anyone has any kind of particular arc or you know, any kind of they don't find anything or grow at all or, <laughs> you know, gain a lesson or something. They just kind of. Well, it it was it was a whodunit. Like, you know, she she did it. And the Maltese Falcon. Oh, they found it. Oh, and it was a fake. And then it just kind of movies over. The ends, Everyone gets arrested. You know. <laughs> Tune in for Humphrey Bogart and the, you know, <laughs> the mystery of <laughs> Crazy Island. I don't know. I think Mary Astor's character did go through some development. She learned how to trust. Um, did she? she kind of. In the end, she, she, was, she was lying all the way up to trusted. the end. I know, yeah. but she she learned how to trust Sam. I don't she think she was so. lying. Don't you think, do you think she was lying? I felt like there was a grain of truth in it. I think there's always a grain of truth in lies. So it makes them believable. I guess. I don't know. I felt like she went through something. No, I disagree. I really enjoyed her character. I really liked it. It was complicated. I feel like all of the characters were pretty one note, which is which I think was fine. I think they all played their role. Right. I mean, is this is this just like a, an entertainment piece where like I was trying to think yeah. to myself, you know, is the Maltese Falcon like a symbol for truth? And like at the end, they, it's fake. And so you never know what the truth is. And I was like, no, I'm thinking about this too much. No, Maybe I think there's probably some some truth to that. Hmm. It's about I feel like I was really stretching. It's no, it's about no, the things that. that you the thing. It's about desire. Right. It's about the things that you pursue in life. So Sam has all these meaningless relationships. So like he has an affair with his partner's wife, but ultimately she's crazy and he doesn't want to be with her. And he thinks that, you know, this uh, woman who comes in off the street is um, the love of his life. But at the end of the day, he decides like it's not worth it. It's all fake underneath. I think there's like a very nihilist, pessimistic view of the world and, and of desire. Mm. I can see that. I'm not sure that's why the movie was made, though, to explore desire and truth. I don't think it's high art in the sense that it's exploring. Like maybe know, it's just know, using that as like or something as like themes. Like that, they're like there's yeah. a theme of that, but the movie really is just about the kind of mystery of the Maltese Falcon and sure who I, these I people are and, and the drama, who murdered who, and yeah, it's very convoluted, though I will say. Like, I think there are like kind of like multiple mini mysteries throughout the movie that you're both supposed to be kind of watching like, oh, who killed his partner and why? And then, yeah, you kind of f- kind of figured that one out and like, oh, and then Thursby died like, oh, shit, Thursby's dead too. the guy we were tailing. Well, what's going on with that? And then you kind of like f- get a little twist on that one. And then a new mystery shows up and then a new mystery and like, who's the fat man? They keep talking about the fat man. And then they finally meet him. <laughs> and then he I was surprised he so uh, Gutman drugged Sam Spade. Yeah. And then he wakes up and just kind of like meets him the next day. And yeah. nothing really. There was a lot of that, though. Why? Why did he drug him? <laughs> what was that for? He's like, I have a job for you. If you get, you know, if you find my Maltese Falcon oh, for me, be- I'll give you twenty five thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, half a million dollars. You know, he keeps going up and up and then drugs him because he had made a deal with Ruth. <laughs> he had made a deal with Ruth already. Um, Gutman did? Yeah, Gutman did. Because that's what they were saying at the very end when they were kind of like going over the, the chain of events. Yeah. Was uh, she, he had made a deal with Ruth, but then her and uh, whoever the guy who was coming off the boat with the package was took off and betrayed him at the end. And that's why they ended up meeting at the very end. But he drugged him just because he was an extra piece anymore. They didn't need him to finish the deal and to get the Falcon anymore. Okay. But yeah, there was a lot of people... Like sticking people up, hitting them, knocking them out, drugging them, and then them just like continuing with having a conversation like later oh, on. My favorite. Yeah. I, so I know I what loved, you're going to say, and I loved it. What, Peter Laurie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I loved him, Cairo in the movie. He was great. I loved his character so much. And he, uh, yeah, he sticks up Sam Spade. Yeah. Sam just like, yeah, he like turns around and like <laughs> grabs him and then, you know, overpowers him with this weird kind of like walks at him and stares at him like <laughs> the <laughs> then, littlest gun ever. Yeah, with the tiny gun and then kind of like, yeah, and punches him in the neck or the something. The action was a little funny. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. Um, and so then he like, Cairo passes out and Sam Spade's like, okay, going through his stuff, going through his stuff. And eventually he starts waking up 
And then he's like, can I have my gun back, please? Oh, yeah. Like, they have this whole conversation, blah, blah, blah. They're talking back and forth. Uh, he's kind of, like, cleaning himself up. He's saying, finally, he's like, okay, well, can I have my gun back? He's like, okay, here you go. And he just sticks him up immediately, like, okay. <laughs> and he just says the same thing, like, all right, you go sit over there. I'm going to search your search office. <laughs> At that point, Sam just laughs. He's like, he's all right, like, fine, go ahead. <laughs> I love that out. scene. That was super funny. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was thinking that. I was like, okay, if he's going to give him his gun back, like, he probably is just going to stick him up again, but I don't know. It was just silly. Oh, and then there was also that guy who was like in his 30s, but supposed to be like 20. Um, oh, the kid? The, yeah, the kid. Wilmer? Quote unquote, the kid. <laughs> uh, they knock him out at one point, too. And then he wakes up in the same scene. And then they're yeah. just like, oh, hey, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to take the fall for a C. And he's like, oh, shit. He just like starts crying. It was the weirdest thing. I felt really. He hated Sam so much by the end of that. He was so <laughs> mad at him that one point he was crying. That he... So angry. <laughs> Tears were streaming from his face. Yeah, everyone was really. I don't know if that was just the acting style for a lot of movies in the 40s or maybe just that uh, for that kind of like. From the kind of movie, but. From the few movies that I've seen from this time, I think it was a product of the era. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone was I really mean, hamming it up. I liked it. Oh, yeah. It was great. <laughs> I was totally into it. I thought it was fun. I wanted to have a cigarette and a whiskey while watching. Yeah. It, like, it kind of evokes that yeah. a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's one of those movies that if I was watching it by myself, I feel like I would pause it a lot to like look some shit up or like re rewatch and just like re see what they're like okay whoa, what are they talking about you know because i kept losing details yeah because i was just like looking at the you know like the phones they were using or the cars they were driving and mm. uh just kind of being like having fun watching this like time capsule of a movie you know it it kind of had the same charm or, or similar feeling uh to watching like a b horror movie or something of the sort you yeah, know, where it's yes. not like super well done by today's <laughs> standards, right? But it's just kind of fun to watch throughout. Which is what you were saying, like you liked it, but not for the reasons it was supposed yeah. to be liked. So like I assume that Sam was supposed to be like the cool like protagonist of the story. Yeah. You know? Um, which well, I don't I think it's I think it's important to remember that like this film and a bunch of others that came out around this time are the ones that created yeah. All these tropes, like the hard-boiled detective cool guy and the femme fatale. Yeah. Like, none of that really existed as we understand it before this time. Right. I just mean, like, I assume he was supposed to come across as, like, a cool person, which I guess he kind of did. But, you know, some of his behavior by today's standards was a little... <laughs> Oh, Why yeah. is he cool? He's not good looking. His teeth look like a bunch of chiclets. <laughs> I mean, like, what in the world is good looking about him? He's Humphrey Bogart. He's a man's man, right? Like, that's what he's known for is yeah. being kind of gruff, taking no nonsense. Yeah, I don't think he's particularly like <laughs> like an Adonis or anything like that. It's Yeah, it's more about... Yeah, definitely not. It's, yeah, it's he's more not. about just being all business and, you know, like taking okay. taking everything it's in stride. He like, nothing gets demeanor. to him. Okay. Like, even when the cops are at his, at the door and they're like oh, questioning everybody, he's like, hey, relax, coppers, you know, why don't you... Why don't you take a load off? So sit down over there. Why don't you uh, have yeah. a cigarette? You know, you want a drink? What's the what's the one he manages to convince them of like midway through the movie? He's like, oh, yeah, Cairo and the woman. Like, I thought we would just play this fun prank on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. And the cops are like, that's yeah. bullshit. No. <laughs> the cops are like, that's the dumbest cover story I've ever heard. And everybody in the room's like, yeah, you're right. It was not a funny joke. <laughs> it's like, what, you're all committing? It's like, yeah, committing to that funny Dumb. joke from earlier. Like, no, 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 that's not. <laughs> It was, it was crazy. Like Devin commented on it when we were watching, like the cops are very lax. Oh, yeah. In it's that all movie. personal judgment. No, like required forms or any of that. <laughs> like, hey, uh, give me give me a gun real quick. You know, like we got we got to talk this over. And like, all right, we got to take someone down the station with us. You know, like they just took Cairo just on their word and no one else. and yeah. took no actual written statements or anything. We're just like, well, we're going to walk this guy down the station and talk to him for a bit. You guys just keep hanging out, I guess. This is for a murder case, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's two murders at this point. Yeah. 
Like, no, there, there's like very little record keeping, very mm-hmm. little. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have the same types of interactions without it just being overt corruption anymore. Right. You know. Um, I feel like it was corruption back then, too. Yeah, but it, it was. was more corruption through like a lack of policy, I feel like. Yeah, I think it was just I think it was more accepted, but I think it was equally as corrupt. (laughs) Till uh, Serpico shows up. (laughs) Serpico! As people who live in Boston, are we really going to comment on like what's corrupt and what's not in terms of our law enforcement? I mean, I think that makes us more the most qualified. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like we have no, even though it is more corrupt than I would say, like the Minnesota Police Department. I would say clearly somebody has never watched Fargo. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm just saying like, we just have no idea of the depths of corruption. That's true. I could take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> As relates to this film where we're talking about the cops being like not following proper procedure. Yeah, but no one followed proper procedure back then, I don't think. Yes, it, it, and it was all corrupt. That's the, I don't like... <laughs> it feels, I guess to me, it feels more like uh, a small town cop attitude where like you know everyone and you're kind of using your personal judgment to make decisions as opposed to... Great way to make decisions. Uh, <laughs> as opposed to like over like corruption for money and bribery and stuff like that. Mm. I guess that's more of what I mean. It is still that, and I think technically they, they corruption. Knew, but in particular, Sam Spade, because yeah. he was a private detective that I'm or a private eye that I'm sure they had run ins. Yeah. <laughs> like they, I'm sure they run into each other all the time. It seems like they knew each other. I yeah. assume he was a cop at some point. It seems like they had Did some you? sort of history. I don't know. I assume they had a history because of him being a private investigator. Hmm. He may have been a cop. That's I usually how it goes. I guess I right? just assumed aren't most private eyes former cops? That's what I, I just assumed. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's anyway. a requirement because I don't know how many requirements there are to be a private eye. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think it really matters. Is the other part? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like they have some sort of history and relationship. That's really all you need to know for the the period of time in which the film takes place. Yeah. So Would I have you? no did you knows. For this, no, for this no, episode. did you? Then I know everything. No, did you know? No, no, did you know? Did you know? That's a new theme song. No. Did you know? I just pitched it. What do you think? No, did you know? Did you know? No, no. No, did you know? Did you know? No, no. Oh, Devin, did you make us our new theme song? I did not. I started it. No, 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 no. He did it. I started it though. Tyler, you heard the little thing, right? What little thing? The little beat that I made with the the film reel sound. It, I did actually, and it has. It's a good beginning. It's, it's a, a good, good beginning. Start you hear that, song. guys? It's a good beginning. I liked it. Yeah, but it's I not know. a song I'm yet. I'm gonna write a syndication song this week. Go for it. Is it gonna be opera? Does that? Yeah. Does no, it it's gonna be me and my ukulele, which I bought in February. Oh yeah, Matt was saying how you picked that up really quickly, and he was really impressed with you. He never said he was impressed to me. He did, actually. He's really supportive. I actually said that I was annoyed how impressive it was because (laughs) it ruined my you don't play guitar joke. Yeah, that that feels more accurate. I might be misremembering it in a more positive light. (laughs) What's the you don't play guitar joke? Just so the joke is that she doesn't play guitar. Haha, you don't play guitar. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) For years and years, Jackie has always said, I play guitar, but I have literally never witnessed her play the guitar. Not once. In that, all of the years that we've been dating. But I can, bitch. Jackie, is that <laughs> so how you introduce the, yourself to people? Hi, I'm Jackie. <laughs> I play guitar. <laughs> so, like, the running the running joke was, like, you don't actually play guitar. You just say that to sound cool. Um, and then I and, picked up the ukulele in two days. And then she bought a ukulele and was, like, writing songs with it 48 hours later. And it was... It really put a damper on my joke. Because <laughs> you were wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, you mm. learned a new skill and you're good at it, blah, blah, blah. But my joke is dead. What do I do now? <laughs> Should we go to ratings? So no one so no one uh, looked up anything. This is supposed to be cinema education. I dropped the ball this week, but no one else looks up anything. For shame. Unless I looked up how many times Humphrey Bogart has been married, which is four. Four times? That feels right. Four times. I'd say. What does that have to do with this movie? It has nothing uh, to do with this five, movie. Five, five marriages <laughs> is an average 
uh, Americans' amount of marriages. Five, right? That can't be correct. Five marriages. Average? cannot be correct. That can't be correct. Yeah. I feel like... Maybe two. (laughs) Maybe one? Because there are a lot of people who don't get married. Well, out of the people who are married. Oh, I see. I see. Right. Yes, I you don't guys know. are lowballing it. It's at least one. I don't. If you get divorced for the third time and you're still up for a fourth marriage, like <sighs> you need to rethink your decision making process. I think it's easier <laughs> after that. Like once you have three on your belt, it's like who gives a fuck anymore? <laughs> we'll just keep well, doing why it. Even yeah, get it's like married. having kids. Just like legally and financially, it's a it's a pain. Just yeah, be true. with somebody. Don't get married the fourth time. So why would just like hang out a lot? <laughs> well, I mean, why For stop years? now? They've already done it money. a bunch of times. M- money mostly. <laughs> money is why you should stop now. Mm. Maybe it's a charity effort. It's I think there's easier ways to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion, no uh, good facts. Did you know? <laughs> and no, nope. this no, movie no. came out in 1941. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you know who one year before Casablanca. I thought you were gonna look up the interesting factoids. I got none of them. That's your segment. <laughs> Any? Did you know? This what? Is, this is a. I actually, I did. I, I remember this now from looking it up earlier. Did you know? <laughs> that this is the first episode where Tyler didn't have any did you know? Stop it! Is it? That is a fun factoid. Is it the first one? I don't know. I'm not the did you know guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, actually, I do have one right here. Hey, did you know that the Maltese, uh, the Maltese Falcon itself was based on the Niphausen Hawk, a, ceremon- a ceremonial pouring vessel made in 1697 for George Wilhelm on Niphausen, <laughs> Count of the Holy Roman Empire? Did you I guys know that? that? That's sure. Uh, who- who doesn't know that? That's a well-known <laughs> cocktail party fact. I didn't vet that one before I uh, before I just said it. It's supposed to be interesting. <laughs> I read not it common knowledge. I read it cold. <laughs> Man, you must be terrible at pub trivia if you didn't know that one, Tyler. <laughs> oh, about Nip Oh yeah, I do Hawk? have one. It was based on a book. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. Did you? I did. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know who wrote it, but I read that. I was like, I was looking it up on Wikipedia and it was like, do you want to go to the article about the movie or about the book? And I was like, what? That's the only Sorry, way I know novel. it too. Wow. Because yeah. the Wikipedia suggested articles. Humphrey Bogart was married four times. We're doing great guys. This is <laughs> top notch cinema. It's like a fine movie. Education. Everyone should probably see it. It's fine. I'm probably going to look stuff up afterwards, but these guys wanted to record so early. We needed it. Yeah. Right. What do you mean record course, so early? You watched this two days ago. Yeah. And we decided to watch this two not weeks enough, ago. Not we enough time, guys. Not enough <laughs> time. The Rona. <laughs> yeah. Times are tough right now. You guys are the pressuring bo- 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 me. I'm like Rona. sitting around the house all day. Yeah. We no I'm, longer commute. Uh, we're busy washing our hands. I'm washing my hands a lot. You can do fun things. I'm cleaning my apartment a lot. I'm looking out the window a lot, wistfully. <laughs> you know? Uh, You're obviously trying to convince Devin to shave a lot. Yeah. Because I think that's what we're all doing right now. You should do it. You should shave, Devin. You what? should do it. Shave off It's healthier, beard. Devin. They actually do say that you have a marginally higher risk if you keep facial hair. Yeah, but I'm not because going the virus out, can so get it's in there. fine. So, no, perfect reason buddy. to lop off that beard. You know, just, I, I trimmed just, it up today and it looks great. So just just get rid of it and just hygienic. You can always grow it back, right? There's nothing stopping you. That's true. I'll shave my hair. face in solidarity with you. Your face is already shaved. No, that's it's not okay. true. I, I got I'll some shave stubble. my face in solidarity right oh, with you. That's a big one. None Devin. of this is helpful. I mean, after looking <laughs> at Matt's results, I'm kind of scared to do it. So he looks really cute. Uh huh. No, he looks weird. <laughs> he looks weird. <laughs> You look weird, buddy. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Thank you. It's already growing back, though. You need yeah. the, you need at least something, some kind of like. So are you sticking with the clean shave or are you growing it back? Oh, no, I'm growing it back. Okay. It's terrible. <laughs> he was like mid-shave and he was like, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Oh, dear God. Yeah, like, I will say my my skin appreciates having had this chance to breathe. It's been it's been too long. I don't know. I don't remember what my chin looks like. Right. What if it's bad it's on your work ID? That's true. Right. But it's been years. I don't. Aren't you curious? I am. Then shave it. I don't want to know. <laughs> Not that curious. 
All right. What are, what are these ratings? Let's just do this thing. If you're not going to. Fine. If you're not going to play ball. Let's start God. with Devin. Start with me. You Devin. picked it. I was just looking at you, and so I thought, Devin. The picker, <laughs> the picker does the does the rating first. Fine, I I'll the go. Went goes, last. Picker goes last. Picker goes last. Yeah, that's what I said. The picker goes last, so I'll go right now. <laughs> we definitely have a system that we do every episode. <laughs> yeah, go, Devin, I agree go. with all of you. Um, all right, so uh, I am going to give this movie a rating that's probably higher than most of you will, but I'm going to give it an eight, just because I thought it was fun. Yeah. So that's about it. That's I really pretty. That's higher than I thought it was going to be. I really me. like campy movies. I'm a big fan in general, and this was exactly that. And I had a good time watching it. You thought this was campy? Yeah. I mean, I think parts of it were a little silly, maybe. Yeah, it was silly. I didn't get campy, though, out of it. It wasn't trying to be campy, but it is it a wasn't bit trying to be in 2020. Yeah, you know, guys, that's what I was saying. I, why I, I liked like it. If, if a movie's trying to be campy, don't tell campy, a joke. Campy. I really agree with both of you. This is I think you both make good points. <laughs> <laughs> but like while we're sitting and watching the movie, I didn't get the impression that it was like that you would give it an eight that you were watching and like enjoying it that much. Yeah, I, surprised. Uh, I'm, I'm also surprised. Huh. But, you know, I'm just giving it, giving it what I'm feeling, which is an eight. Just thinking back on it like, I'm yeah. feeling an eight. All right. It was a fun movie. 8.1. What oh, was yeah. it? What? Where's your point? Point zero. Eight point zero. Flat eight. Eight point zero three six. Yeah, That's Devin's score. <laughs> it's just a flat eight. It's an fine. Absolute eight. Flat eight. <laughs> All right. Who next? I'll go. Do it. Wait, hum- Humphrey Bogart, do you love him or hate him? He's fine. He's f- Thumbs <laughs> down. Uh, like the character, didn't like him or like him? I don't really care about like him as an, in- as, a- as an actor. I thought he was fine in this movie. What do you think about the ending? The ending was a little lackluster. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I was hoping for more twists and turns. Were you disappointed that uh, the Falcon wasn't real? <laughs> no. Well, so I didn't care if that Falcon wasn't real. I wanted like someone to secretly have the real one or something like that. Yeah, I wanted to see it too at the end. I wanted to see it show up yeah. at some point. And so well, was, you guys are crazy. The end was the best part of this movie. Well, the nah. end being when he turned her into the cops. And that was the only time oh, I got yeah. fired up during the whole film. I was like, he's not going to do it. He's not going to rat her out. And Matthew was like, are you crazy? Of course he is. He'd have to be an insane person to trust That's exactly her. exactly what you said. Oh, no. The ending was great. I was actually a little surprised that, a that he, keep, he uh, gave her up, too. I mean, the whole, like, love dynamic between the two of them was paper thin. So I thought that he was going to just walk away from her. But let her be, you know, I didn't think he was going to turn her over. Yeah. To the she he can't uh, trust her. That's true. He can't trust her. But like, I didn't think he was going to uh, can't trust a hoe. She did nothing but lie throughout the entire movie. Yeah, it was great. There was no other di- like it, he would have had to have been an insane person to trust her at the end. Yeah. And to risk like a murder charge. Um, uh, maybe that's why he had fact, to turn her in. Yeah. And the fact that the Maltese Falcon was fake was great. Because it was just absurd. It was more absurdity. It was great. Well, but I wanted to see, I don't know. I just wanted to see like maybe like someone had it or still on the boat. And then yeah. the boat's like sinking. And then, like you see it like go down with the boat. Or I don't know. I thought that Sam was going to do some sort of switcheroo when he had the package and he was putting mm. it on uh. the like uh, at the coat check and with the P.O. box and everything like that. Like that I really thought he was cool. going to do a, do a switch, which I would have liked to see. But for, forget it, guys. It's the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the ending was when Sam was like, I got that Girl. joke. It's from an episode. Another episode we did. What was that episode? Chinatown. Chinatown. Which you said the Chinatown was an answer to this movie, right? Yeah. So Chinatown's like, you know how a bunch of like the side plots in this movie seem important, but then in the end you're like, well, that didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, like, that's why they explicitly do it in Chinatown. Like, all the things that he thinks he's chasing end up not being that relevant. And it's just about water rights. Um, okay. Because of this movie. Yep. Uh, it's just stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, that was Polanski's take on the noir film. 
Um, and instead of everything being dark, you know, it was, uh, very what was his name? Jake wore like white suit the whole time and everything was in sunny California. <laughs> Didn't you have like Something a yellow, like, like a yellow jacket and yellow pants too? Yeah, probably. I can't remember anymore. Um, but it was like, you know, it was like at once a criticism of and love letter to this film, I think. Complex. It's cool. So so yep. what did uh, what did you think, Matt? Oh, I said this earlier when we were all talking over each other. Uh, six, bad, five. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> six, five, six, five. It's 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 good. Serviceable film. Serviceable. Yeah, I, I lean more towards you should watch it than you shouldn't. I don't think it's great. Um, I think, you know, we, we run up into the same thing all the time, which is that I think this film was probably better when it came out than now because it so many people have stolen the ideas and tropes that they um, they aren't original anymore. It seems trite, but it's not because they invented them. Yeah, it's come up a um, lot on the show of that that concept right there of that. Like, what's the point? Like, yeah, right. Like, I think it it seems kind of cheesy now, but maybe the first time you've ever seen it, you know, and at the time. I liked it specifically because it came across as cheesy now. Yeah. Yeah. That's my hot take. All right, Jackie, what'd you think? <laughs> Coming in hot. Um, Whoa. Also a 6'5". It uh, was fine. Really, that's I That's higher than I thought you were going to give it. Yeah. But the extra 1.5 comes from uh, Mary Astor's lovely performance, which I really enjoyed. What do you think about the story? Like the, the, I mean, like the structure of it. I mean, if I'm super honest with you, I was on my phone about an hour in. So there's a whole <laughs> chunk in the middle that I don't remember. And then all of a sudden I looked up and some faceless person is like coming into Sam's office and you never see his face, I don't think. And then he just like has this package. And I was like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, that was yeah, weird. No, that made about as much sense, even if you were watching. Okay, it. cool. I was like, wow, what's that? <laughs> See, so, I had a lot of moments like that where I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't on my phone the whole time. I was watching it and still went like, wait a minute. Who, why did this guy just show up out of nowhere? It just kind of happened. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, I guess in, for film for me, um, when it's so visual, if you're going to show me something and it's not going to do anything for characterization, for my personal taste, I really dislike that as an audience member. I think everything should be really intentional and should be building character or story and if it's or themes and if it's not like for me in this film it was it's like when it was kind of atmosphere. A lot, of, a lot of stuff was there for atmosphere. It was there for color. It was there for like, he's a tough guy. So he's going to show you, say this thing in a super obvious way, but with a yeah. tough way of speaking, you know, it's like, that's right. fine. But for me, it's a little empty. So I'm six, five. That's still higher. Ooh. That's higher. That's yeah. still, I, I thought you were going to give it maybe even like a, like a four and a half, maybe four. I mean, here's uh. the thing. Citizen Kane was released in what year? Forty. Oh, look at me. Crap. It, it was in like the around 40s. this. I want to say like 42, 43. Right around this time. And like if I look at the acting and the cinematography in that film, which I enjoyed immensely, even though it was quite a bit longer than this film. I mean, no contest for me. So 1941. 1941. So oh, the wow. same exact year. So like for me, a film like that, even though it's a little more long winded, it tells a story. Everything's very purposeful. And it's not the same kind of like more modern storytelling or the same like modern method of care of character building. But like I still was so everything was very purposeful and I really it told and did not it showed and didn't tell. And so I really appreciated that. But this movie is like good and it's fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't watch it again, but I think people should watch it just to know where this whole. Hell, you didn't watch it the first time. You're the worst. <laughs> I, was, I was out for like 25 minutes. Sure. All the Gutman stuff I was out for. So. Most of the plot. So there's still a good hour and 15 I that you're in there. You. <laughs> Maybe an hour and a half that you're in there. Don't forget about the credits. What's up? The credits, too. That accounts for it. That's true. Long credits. Long, long credits. Uh, all right, Ty Ty. You guys what's are your, all. What's your score? I feel like you guys are all putting it higher than I thought you would because, like, if I had to base it off of your, like, all of your reviews all of your scores i feel like i would have to give it like a seven but i 
I want to give it like a six or maybe even like a five and a half. And then give it a six or less. Give it a six. Because I feel like I enjoyed it more than you guys did, but I also wouldn't rate it as high. That's fine. So I guess where I'm coming from is like, it's not a, I don't think it's a really spectacular movie. It ain't. Mm-mm. You know, like it's very. I don't think it is. Like just like sensationalism for the sake of it. And yeah. It, it, and the the story doesn't it's it's not very satisfying to me it's fun though but like i had a really good time the entire time like it flew by that like the hour and 40 minutes i was yeah. like maybe it's just like i just liked the acting so much even though it was hammy and i liked all the characters so much and uh like the sets and like where like the the fact that you can see like the golden gate bridge outside the whole time and like but it was painted you know you can tell that yeah, it's that. really there um I don't know. That they're like they're always smoking and offering each other offering each other drinks and uh you know, Cairo, his like just over the top character the whole time. He's always like sweating and like bug eyed and like super nervous or the whole scene at the end where he's yelling at Gutman. <laughs> you fat idiot, you bloated oh, you I can't you great. bungled it up. Yeah, he's so fucking mad. Um I'm very split. Like I'm I like I'm, I want to give it like a yeah, a five or a six, but like yeah, let's say let's say six. I'll give it a six. Probably the lowest of all you guys, but like I did really enjoy it. I just Jackie, I think I'm with you, like that same thing. Like I'd say, you know, Citizen Kane is a much better movie, you know. Back in the day, if I can only go to one movie in nineteen forty one, it would be Casablanca or not uh, Casablanca, it would be um Citizen Kane, but then FO. Is that is that what you're talking about? You're talking about uh Casablanca. No, I was talking about um, Citizen Kane. Right, yeah. I would go see that instead of this, but... Uh, that was a good movie. I really had a good time watching it. I kind of, like, I would watch it again at some point just to, like... I would, too. Get a better understanding of it. I don't know Multi-talking? if I would watch... Yeah, maybe yeah. I would watch Citizen Kane again, too. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, the, like, I think my main criticism, too, of this movie is it's a whole lot of that. It's a whole lot of... Storylines going nowhere, which I know is a thing of noir, and uh, lots of, uh, I guess those are just red herrings, but I didn't, I didn't really, yeah, no, no, there were no arcs. Like, I didn't really feel invested in anybody's story. Just a whole lot of like, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. The yeah. end. It's <laughs> yeah. my main criticism, is that, that style. So it's I mean, sick storytelling. Classic American cinema in a, in the way that like a lot of styles and genres are, it's like a museum and, and it, you have to visit the museum because it informs your understanding of the past and it informs yeah. how you like, you know, conceptualize the future and, and put it into context. But it's a it's a museum. And that's kind of you have to sort of I, I mean, at least for me, I have to remind myself like this is not gonna be the same payoff as American Beauty, which is one of my all-time favorite films. I mean, like, it's the, it's different. It's That's just different. One. Oh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I haven't seen it a long <sighs> time, though. Me neither. Let's bring it back. Has everyone seen it here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. So, uh, speaking of which, who's picking next? Matt? That's you? It's me! Is it gonna be in English? No! Matt Fatman! <laughs> Fat fat, <laughs> fat, fat, Matt. <laughs> fat, fat, Matt. Fat, fat, Matt. Fat, Matt. He's not fat, fat anymore. Um, it is not going to be in English. Mm. It is also going to be a silent film. Because we are going to watch Battleship Potemkin. I've never joke? heard of that one. <laughs> is that a, what do you mean, is that a joke? Battle <laughs> Potemkin doesn't even, what is, how do you spell Potemkin? <laughs> P-O-T-E-M-K-I-N. Potemkin. Starring Mandy Potemkin. Is by... <laughs> Eisenstein. Eisenstein. What year is this? When they are fed rancid meat, the sailors on the Potemkin revolt lash against... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, So Eisenstein is really famous. Uh, He's considered one of the all-time greats at the very dawn of cinema. Um... And I've never seen anything by him. He looks... He's a looker. Look him up on Wikipedia. He is... Very good-looking. Yeah. No. <laughs> what relevance does that yeah. have to his ability as a filmmaker? 
I don't want to answer that question. You are dragging our very high-minded podcast into the pulpy. Look, as we all bitch, know, bitch columns. He was also gay, but it's a secret. I think if, he's, if you're good looking, you're not going to make a good movie. If you're terrible looking, probably a good director, right? I think so. Yes. All, the, all good directors are ugly. That's necessarily true. All of them. Uh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I feel like Christopher Nolan's considered attractive, isn't he? He's a pretty decent director. Let's have a look. Yeah, he's you're, overrated. You're... He's a hack. He's a hack. Oh, <laughs> David David Fincher. Martin Scorsese, real real goof, real goofy looking David guy. David Fincher is definitely not. Yeah, he's good looking. I will say Christopher Nolan is good looking. What about David Fincher? Okay. <laughs> you just looking up pictures of him now? Yeah. I'm just thinking of like modern directors. <laughs> nope. No. Well, he's not ugly though. <laughs> he's not good looking. He's in, he's a six and a half. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know why we're even having this conversation. Is Fellini any good looking? Negatory. This is science that's happening right here. This okay. is for cinema right. education. Look, I'm a doctor, so. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the movie's Battleship? What? Patankin? I just have Mandy Patankin stuck in my head now. Mandy Patankin. Mandy Patankin. Battleship Phylactica. Patemkin. Potemkin. Potemkin. Potato. Potatoes. Po- Battleship potato. <laughs> Battleship potatoes. Got it. Because <laughs> it's a battleship. Battleship potatoes. It's a battleship. Battleship potatoes. Battleship. Battleship potatoes. Battleship potatoes tonight. Potatoes. He always takes the high part. I can't sing any higher than that. Every time. I'll see you guys. Every time. We're doing completely three different things were happening all no, at the same time. I was time hearing you. At the end. <laughs> battleship, battleship potatoes. <laughs> That's the song that was originally happening, and then a whole bunch of shit happened over it. <laughs> no, I, was, I, was, I was adding a, a, a low to your, to your mid. And then Matt added a crazy high. I don't know what he's doing. He always just overrides the whole thing. Just starts yelling. Because he just can't stop. Get it? It's a desk can't. I don't. Because he just can't stop. Like He's when infecting you pop me, Pringles? I have the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then until uh, I guess when we decide to do it again during the the apocalypse, the great lockdown. Battleship potatoes. Battleship. Battleship potatoes. Battleship. Battleship potatoes. I'm gonna write a little song called Battleship Potatoes. I kind of like it. It's fun. This. This virus is not an amateur. It is a real coprona. All right, I'm, I'm that's Boo. it. I'm out. I'm out. That's it for Ooh. me. I can't. I can't. <laughs> this I'm is out. why no one listens to the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm, I'm done. Rage quitting. <laughs>